Hey everybody, we can't wait to tell you what case we are covering together next. This is Z. And this is Amy. And you're listening to Curse Words and Crayons Presents True Crime. <laughs> And the next episode will be dedicated to telling the story of how Sandra Bland lost her life. So, Amy, tell us first, what's the haps? Well, we made it through Thanksgiving, y'all. I'm living to tell the tale. Um, this is a, a weird year for us because not only are both of my kids finally school-aged, they're in school full-time. And you know, my oldest is almost seven. So this is new for us. And with, you know, two kind of years of COVID, she started her pre-K years at home and then did kindergarten at home. And now she's in first grade. So this is our first year of full-time school, which is different. Uh, and my son is in pre-K. So we're navigating all of the fucking days off. These kids have so many days off of school it's insane. So we're navigating that. We're learning how to work around our schedules. We always had a sitter come into the home before my kids went to school and now we don't have that. So we're trying to figure out like what to do with them on those days off. And my parents are being super helpful, but there's just so many things. So you've got that and travel and COVID and drinking enough water and breathing and holiday shopping. And it just feels like a lot. It makes me feel a little hot and sweaty to think about all the to-dos, but I'm really, I feel like the holiday season really kind of gets me into that like center mode because I'm always panicking during the holidays. And I'm really practicing saying I get to do things instead of I have to do things, which seems kind of like frou-frou-y, but it's helpful to me to say like, I get to go holiday shopping for my kids because not everybody gets to do that. Um, instead of I have to do these things or I get to clean my house and not everybody gets, you know, not everybody has a house to clean, blah, blah. But I'm trying to focus on the good and I'm trying to focus on the positivity of the season. So that's what we're dealing with. We're transferring from Thanksgiving to Christmas and doing all of the things. So what about you? What is happening? Okay, so I worked as a manager in a big box store for like, so many years so when you said that you're focusing on things that you're grateful for I still feel PTSD around the holidays and so I feel almost more so grateful than anything that I'm actually able to pause and spend that time with my friends and family normally just my family but like with my family with my loved ones um I used to work like 85 hour weeks on top of the holidays and so it is it's very nice to be out of that and it's it's been I think five years since I've been out of that world I still feel like it was yesterday it was truly <laughs> traumatizing so if you are in a space you're not able to enjoy the holidays as much we totally get it but if you're just being a Debbie Downer because you personally are putting so much extra pressure on yourself, stop and think about like, is this something that I'm doing because I like it? Is this something I'm doing because I have to do it? Like this, is this an actual commitment that I have to do it? And then here's the other thing. So when we were like, we do a big Halloween party. And so this is from like a couple of months ago where just all this dawned to me and started like the holiday thought process in my mind. 
we're do we do, we're setting up this big Halloween party. We do a block party with the neighbors. It's so much fun. It's a great time. And every year we want to like expand it and do it bigger and better. And like one of the things this year was um we wanted to add like a monster face to the garage. And it was getting to the point where I was like, let's not do that because we have like eight other things. But one of the other moms, she really wanted to do it. And she ended up like stressing herself out like a lot about it. And I had to to walk away because it, it I tried to let her know like, hey, we don't have to do this anyways. OK, so like I guess long story short is the only the only person who gave a shit about the fucking monster face garage were the parents were like me and this this other woman. The kids did not care about it. They looked at it. They said, oh, wow, look. So think about what you're doing right now. Are you making a big monster face that nobody else gives a flying fuck about? Or is this something that one is a commitment you need to follow through with two is actually something that is impactful and fun. And three, like, you know, if it is all of those things, I guess just you'll roll your eyes, but try to talk yourself into it being great. You know? Yes. 100%. We were just having this conversation. Like, is it something that you love? And if you love it, but it's still frustrating or it's not doing like, then that, it doesn't matter. Like you love it. That's what's But important. also how can you make it easier for you too? Like, do you have to tie a bow on everything? Did, do you have to hand wrap everything? Can you put shit in, 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 um, in, in a bunch of bags with some uh, tissue paper? Did you really, do you have to home make all 15 pies or could you home make your favorite pie? And then the other two you, you pick up or you ask, um, your, your aunt to grab one at Sam's on her way to the house, you know, like think about, ways that you can simplify stuff if you find that it's too stressful because the holidays are supposed to be fun and they're supposed to be fun for you too for you for you for me and it's supposed to be fun for you and you Oprah Winfrey of fun you are the Oprah Winfrey of fun and that is yes I agree with that it's so easy to get stuck in that like but I have to do this I'm always the one that does xyz Exactly. You don't have to be. Exactly. Which I'm going to give you a super easy recommendation that you need to follow right now for our like product recommendation. And it is going to make your life. So pull out your phone or, you know, um, go ahead and put us in the background, pull, pull it up. You are going to download the chat books app. And this is what I'm recommending to you to purchase today, literally right now. If I don't even think we have a code, maybe we'll have a code. If not, we'll like throw up a link for you on our Instagram page. It doesn't matter. Chat books are the bomb and they are like the easiest gift. So let's get that out of the way right now. Um, you can download the app. You can pair it with your Instagram account. A really thoughtful gift for your significant other, for your parents for a best friend, for really anybody um, that you have in your life that you're close with. They're so cute. You can personalize them in a million and one ways. I got my first chat book for literally $10. And when my husband opened it, I thought he was going to cry. He thought it was the sweetest freaking gift, right? $10, $10 is in it. And it took me all of 15 minutes to put together on a midnight, like, three days before his birthday and it ended up being delivered within like six days. Anyways, it's great. I also just bought one as a wedding gift for a friend with a hardback extra pages and like a special pretty cover. And it was 
just under $30 with shipping. So perfect. I, you've talked about this before, like just between you and I, and I literally just downloaded the app because I keep meaning to every time you say that I'm like, Oh, I should do that. Because my kids love to look through pictures. Yes, it's so good for the kids. Don't want them to touch any pictures because they have grubby, gross fingers. So make them their own chat book. Like they're, my mom is so into that kind of thing. This, and like right before the holidays, this is perfect. We are hashtag not sponsored, but this is just a really good hack if you're looking for stuff. I know Z really you talk about them all the time. I think it's so great. Yeah, I like them. And like, it'll even download your Instagram captions and stuff. So, you know, any of the selfies that I took, I had to like, you know, take out some of my selfies when I'm making that for my parents or whatever. But there was one, I took a picture of Aurora like last Christmas and the caption was like, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And it just really went along with it. And it was funny. And that's in their chat book. And so yeah, your your captions can come along with it. Sometimes um, I'll post lengthy captions and that'll come in the books as well. Um, but you can choose which captions come up and how they come up and the placement of everything, which photos go into it. It's 60 pages. They're cheap. You've got to, you got to do it. It is the easy button. So you're going to buy this for your in-laws and you're going to buy this for your parents at least, at least. So those gifts are done. Boom. Done. You're welcome. And order them now, folks. Do yourself a do favor. It, yeah. Just do it now. now. Because Christmas is going to be at the same time. So order it now. <laughs> the date doesn't change. It doesn't. I want it to change every year, but lo and behold, here it comes. So I love it. I love that idea. I love it. Yes. Okay. So we're going to add the link to our bio along with links from other products we have recommended on past episodes. But now it's time to get down to why we are actually all here today. True crime. Amy, tell us about the case that we will be covering in depth on Sunday when we all come back to chat about it. Let's talk about it, shall we? So Sandra Annette Bland was a 28-year-old woman from the Chicago area who was taken into custody by a state trooper in Prairie View, Texas. This was following a confrontational arrest for a minor traffic violation, and this was in July of 2015. So that happened on July 10th. On July 13th, Bland was found hanging from a noose made from a plastic bag in her cell at the Waller County Jail in Texas, where she had been incarcerated. Sandra Bland's death came at a time in American history when police brutality against African-Americans was particularly frequent and high profile in the media. So this was all around the time of Michael Brown, Freddie Gray, Philando Castile, and Eric Gardner. These are just a few of the names of the African-Americans that died as a result of police brutality. The Black Lives Matter movement began right around the same time. Sandra Bland even made a video urging African-Americans and white Americans to find peace and understanding with each other. So for those of us who might not be as familiar with the Black Lives Matter movement as we would like to be, we have a little bit about the BLM movement. So Amy, if you could tell us a little bit of backstory about that. Sure. So The Black Lives Matter movement is a political and social movement of protesting against police brutality 
and racially motivated violence against black people. So the slogan Black Lives Matter isn't tied to any particular group. It's more of an overarching phrase. It's not trademarked. It's something that folks are using to spread the word and the importance of what Black Lives Matter means. So the broader movement and its relation to different organizations are typically with organizations that advocate against police violence towards Black people, as well as other policy changes to kind of consider reevaluating Black liberation in communities. So, you know, if you have been living in our country for any amount of years, you know, violence against Black people, continual stigmatism of the Black community is something that is a problem everywhere. Like Z said, like in our neighborhoods, it's it's everywhere. So the movement really began in July of 2013 when people started using the hashtag Black Lives Matter on social media after George Zimmerman was acquitted for shooting Trayvon Martin uh, in February of 2012. So the movement became nationally recognized for street demonstrations, protests, gatherings, rallies, those kinds of things, following the 2014 deaths of two African Americans, Michael Brown, which was in Ferguson, Missouri, and then Eric Garner, which is um, a murder that happened in New York City. So while Sandra's murder was in 2015, 2013 is kind of when this movement started happening and when people really started noticing, hey, this is happening everywhere and people need to start paying attention to what's happening. So this case really comes at the time, you know, it's such an interesting movement movement in our lifetime. It really kind of started to unfurl all of this investigation into some of these cases that would have otherwise just kind of been like, meh. It's too bad, so sad, like this has happened. I am excited, not excited, to really kind of dive into this case and talk a little bit more about the ins and outs and the details of what happened and and what we know. Yes, I, I'm ready to learn more details to discuss the details that we find in our research and whatnot. So far, all I have seen are basically like news articles and stuff. Have you seen any documentaries or any film type of um, footage, if you will, that I could watch? I, I still need to get further in my research. You know, No documentaries and no films that I have seen. Um, I I mean, it's a it's a newer case. It was 2015 when it happened. So, but nothing nothing specifically covering Sandra Bland. Now there may be some things out there where her case is covered as well as other cases. I know that there have been a few other instances of like just footage that aren't articles that I've seen, and I will add those as well so that you could see those. We'll add those in the show notes, and then you can kind of use them for your research too podcast clips and, and that kind of thing. So, but yeah, I think that cases like this, especially with it being so recent, and it's like one of those, it's not a, I hate to use this word, it's going to sound so gross, but it's not like a fun crime. Like this isn't like, oh, like this weird thing happened, like our Thanksgiving crime, not that it was fun. It was gross and ick and but go listen to it because it's a good one. But it's not like, look at this wacky thing, like it's more sad. And that is, I feel like for me anyways, the harder cases for us to cover are the ones that are, yes, she may have been in prison for or put in 
custody for a really, you know, maybe there was there, maybe there was some substance behind it, but you know, there's more information in there that we really need to to look at. And I more mean, depth. honestly, one of the reasons why the police officer took an extra look at her during her traffic stop was because she had food wrappers in her car. So let's not try to give this. No, I mean, this, she may have had like prior instances, but no, this was definitely, you'll see when we come back, there was, there's just, there is quite a bit to chat about that went on that really should have never taken place and now that we are able to see all the details it is it's just it's horrifying it's disheartening and it's it's something that we need to talk about because it's something that happened it happened very recently and it's not okay we all need to be aware that you know this is shit that's still it's happening every single day it's happening right in our fucking neighborhoods 100% and let me preface this by let me preface what I said before by saying I don't know enough about this case yet to say like oh yeah she should have been pulled over most people are pulled over for the bullshittiest of reasons. So I'm not saying that like, oh yeah, she should have served her time. I definitely think there's reasons people get pulled over that are absolutely an abuse of power. So I'll be interested to talk about that. I know we talk about our our love-hate relationship with the police a lot in our cases. And maybe I'll share a story of something that happened to me when I was younger, um, that had to do with being pulled over, that was like totally a bullshit reason. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk a little bit about the beginning of the Black Lives Matter movement. And, you know, these people who gave their lives for for this movement involuntarily and unnecessarily. So, oh, Amy, actually, right before we sign off, I just Googled documentaries since we were just talking about that um and there is one on hbo max and it is called say her name the life and death of sandra bland i actually have hbo max do you have hbo max this is not this is not an ad for hbo max i'm not saying it's the end all be all i'm just purely asking if you have it I do not. And I feel like I am one of those people that I don't know, maybe it's not as rare anymore. I don't have any cable at all. Everything we do is stream. But I know I think HBO Max is a streaming system, though, isn't it? We do the same thing. We don't have live TV anymore. I don't know what we do. We have like a bunch of different apps and stuff. We share it within household groups. Sorry if you're listening. We actually don't do that for legal reasons. That is not something that we do. Um, But yeah, just kidding, JK. But yeah, so that helps. But man, Streaming services in general just kind of pissed me off because at first we were all like, oh, let's cancel cable and get Netflix because it's cheaper. And now you need like or get, so much money. And now we spend <laughs> like $500 on all the damn streaming content that we get. Because, you know, I have like Amazon Prime and then I have freaking Disney Plus with my phone subscription or my phone account. And then mm-hmm. we have... Did I say Netflix yet? Because I'm a big Netflix watcher. We apparently have HBO Max because of something or other. Like, we have all all the things. Disney Junior, isn't that an app? So we have that as well. Oh, where Aurora, that one. Yeah, you can watch stuff on Disney Junior. We just got Discovery Plus, which is like big Ooh. true crime thing. 
Um, I might also, have that. I'll have Peacock, which is like okay. the NBC one. I haven't we done it. We strictly got it because my husband and I are very avid Parks and Rec fans. Oh, the show I love Parks and, Rec. Parks and Rec. And they took it off Netflix. So we so were buying all of the seasons through Amazon. And then we discovered Peacock. And I was like, well, I can just re- and I can just watch it all the time because I'm obsessed with it. So we just got that one. And it also has some other really good ones on it. And then um, what is the other one? Paramount Plus. I got to watch the show. What did we get to watch? Oh, Drag Race was on it. So that's what we got. Have you and Chris watched Pose together yet? We started it. He really liked it. I I wasn't a fan. Okay, fair enough. You can can text him and you guys can talk about it. He really liked it. And I just was kind of like, meh, I don't like it. Not even the fashion and the drama. No, you're just like. I like the drama. I wasn't so into the fashion. I think it's because it's so sad. Like, it's so sad because, like, it's so true. It is kind of, yeah, it is. Like, it's very just sad. depressing. It's like these poor, like, this is, you know, yeah. I think it's, it's like not always races. sad. It's, so amazing. it's not yeah. always sad, but then their lives are but, just. But, yeah. It's yeah. sad. It's a good but, show, so, anyways. Yeah. So, anyways, down that rabbit hole we went. Um, so, say again the name of the documentary. They can find it on HBO Max. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is on HBO Max. Again, like Amy just said, it's <laughs> called Say Her Name, The Life and Death of Sandra Bland. Okay. And so it is, if I, if I remember correctly, it is an hour and 43 minutes and like two seconds or something. Boom. Yeah. So find yourself an hour and 43 minutes and two seconds and you can watch it before Sunday. And if you happen to catch it, let us know what you think, um, either after our full-length episode or after you watch it. Because, you know, we're always down to hear your immediate reactions. Yes. And then also tell me how amazing I am for having fast fingers and being able to Google that on the go. Because normally Amy does that for us. I'm not I'm not good with the pickup. I just sit, I sit with a blank stare on my face <laughs> thinking, oh, somebody please save me. And Amy does, in fact, save me. So... I was telling somebody the other day, so I work from home, like my full-time job, I work from home, and I was telling somebody that I work with the other day, you know, whatever FBI agent, like, watches all of my internet scans and stuff, number one, I'm searching a lot of true crime stuff, which is, you know, probably sometimes terrifying, but number two, it's, they probably think I'm a real idiot for the number of times I Google, what time is it in this city because we're a nationwide <laughs> company so I'm always trying to figure out all right what time is it in this place so, and I don't want to have to do the math so I'm always so I was telling her like they're probably like this lady stone she and why does she always want to know what time it is in Portland like this is insane so yeah I don't know but cool all right well good if you want to watch that take a look that's our case next time we hope you come back thanks so much for stopping by to hang out with us Come, as always, catch us over on Instagram at CurseWordsAndCrayons. You can join our Patreon community for just a dollar a month, people, uh, or throw us an email at CurseWordsAndCrayons at gmail.com. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you being here with us. As always, the research will be in our show notes. If you want to research it, cool. You want to just come back and listen, also cool. And we will be here on Sunday to chat again. Enjoy the rest of your day. Be kind to each other and we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Bye.